From coast to coast across America, it's the U.S. Property Podcast with the latest real estate news, interviews, and market trends. And welcome back to the U.S. Property Podcast as we focus on the latest real estate property news from around the country with the latest in trends, forecasts, and predictions and available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon. And yes, we are working our way through the 50 states across the US. And just a reminder, if you've got a question or suggestion, we love getting your emails, like the email that we got from Rick, a listener of the US Property Podcast. Rick tells us that he owns a house in Grand Prairie in Texas, but last year took a job opportunity in Austin about 200 miles away, which then started to complicate his living situation. Now, despite his efforts to sell the family home, Rick found himself facing some challenges due to the rising interest rates prompting him to make a tough decision, and that was to hold on to the family home. Instead of uprooting him and his family, Rick decided to keep them in Grand Prairie while he lives and works in Austin during the week. So thank you, Rick, for your email. There will be, of course, not only people in your same situation, but people that are probably living in different states and thousands of miles away. So if that is affecting you, we'd love to hear from you. Our email address is uspropertypodcast at gmail.com. All right, this morning we are catching up with Kevin De Silva, who is a principal working in the Beverly Hills, California. He is the owner of KMD Real Estate Group. And good morning, Kevin. Welcome to the US Property Podcast. Oh, thank you very much. So tell us a little bit about that. You've been in business for seven years. What are some of the, the challenges for 2024 for you and your team, do you think, there in Los Angeles? So the challenges right now is for our team is staffing. We are actually generating more opportunities than we have agents to fill it. So right now we're in a heavy recruiting mode to bring on new agents and train them to help the influx of buyer and seller opportunities that we're seeing. Yeah, that is a that's a real problem in terms of staffing, recruitment in real estate. It's at I think it's at an all-time high. And one of the many challenges of course and you're a principal and you can talk to this is just how you bring somebody in and nurture them because there are so many principals across the United States that get somebody in, they've basically got a firestorm from day one and there's none of this nurturing happening to sort of ease them into the property market. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, the number one complaint I get from agents who do join the team is that their their last team or the last brokerage wasn't you know showing them the, the kind of care and consideration they needed, um, especially for new agents. You know, they joined thinking they were going to get all of this support and they're trying to do a lease, which is quite simple in nature. It's, it's less complex than a, a sale or a listing. And yet they can't get anybody on the phone to help them complete the paperwork. It's, uh, it's really about providing training, support and being there for the agents. 
Well, if you are thinking of getting into the the real estate game in 2024, you need to find yourself, you see, a principal like Kevin who will look after you. Now, tell us, Kevin, about uh, the area that you particularly focus on and you are concentrating on the West Side and South Bay property market. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you're tuned in and, you know, not familiar with what the West side of Los Angeles looks like or the South Bay, um, essentially the West side is like the Santa Monica, Marina del Rey, Venice area. Um, generally speaking, it's West of Beverly Hills, even though one of my offices is in Beverly Hills, Westwood, Brentwood, all these areas, Culver city, these areas might stand out to you, but they, that general area is known as the West side of Los Angeles. Then the South Bay, um, it's actually where I was raised, I have another office in Manhattan Beach. So the South Bay is well known for Manhattan Beach, Palos Verdes, Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach. Uh, a little less known are the Torrance, Hawthorne, and Gardena parts of the South Bay. But yeah, those, those are the areas. Now, Los Angeles, it has such a large landmass when it comes to the real estate property market. For our listeners this morning, I want you to suggest a suburb that might be a little bit of a sleeper, which hasn't yet ignited as much as it could. Have you got a a slice, a pocket of LA that you could tell our listeners about in terms of, hey, watch this space? Yeah. So there are a few, actually. They've been quite sleeper in the last couple of years. San Pedro, they're redeveloping the waterfront. And so that area, once the redevelopment's done, is is going to increase again. It's been a little sleepy in the last 12 months, more so. Um, but you know that that development's under construction. The other pocket that they just put out that they're going to start doing rezoning is on the uh, backside of El Segundo and on the west side of Hawthorne. They're about to do rezoning because they're putting in metro lines there. And I've sold a lot of properties near rezoned areas. And the property values jump 20 to 40% almost overnight. Yeah, metrification, we call that. If you follow the metrification, which is kind of linked to the gentrification, always not a bad idea to follow the infrastructure. You're absolutely right. I love that you called it that. And nationally, let's just have a look at the the prices because they are up. Los Angeles County is up uh, 7.4% or thereabouts. Yeah. So Los Angeles County from December to December is up 7.4%. It did fall down a little bit. Um, It had been up 11% from January year to date, uh, but it fell back in November and December. And what are you seeing in terms of people leaving the area? I think last year there were plenty of people that moved out. But if you have a look at some of the suburbs, the nicer areas, now they're becoming more dense, aren't they? They are actually. You know, so what I'm seeing, the South Bay and the West Side of Los Angeles are both areas that are very nice, higher earner couples. So you have that dual income. So the property values are quite nice. You know, a million, two million dollar home is an everyday home here. Um, that said, 
what I'm also seeing is a lot of redevelopment. So, um, you know, the city at the advice of the state is actually incentivizing developers to build more affordable housing. And how they're doing that is that, uh, you know, they're incorporating it into new developments. A certain percentage of the building that they build has to be affordable housing. And we're seeing this uh, play out more heavily in nicer areas because these are areas where the rent just supports the construction that they're going to do. So you get these luxury apartment buildings going up all over the place. And at the same time, uh, more affordable housing being incorporated into that. So it's bringing you know, more people and it's bringing more housing to the nicer areas and they go hand in hand. Now, just having a look at the, the developers, because I think there's a little bit of this incentivizing developers. So what is happening in that space? So in this space, what they're doing, there's a few different ways that they're doing this. So one, if you go all affordable housing, um, they're allowing you to build three times as many units as you would be able to build if you didn't. So for instance, uh, selling a property in West Los Angeles and um, by right, somebody could build 11 units, but the developer who's buying is building 38 affordable housing units. Uh, The other thing they're doing is they're waiving parking requirements. So they're allowing for this and then you don't have to build a parking garage for all the units. Uh, And then the third part, which is really important, is they're not letting people contest it. So the neighbors can't push back on it. As long as you're following the rules on any upzone property, uh, the neighbors cannot essentially contest it and stop you from building. Okay, and let's just uh, have a look at some of these these numbers. Median sold price for existing uh, single-family homes in Southern California. Now, that decreased uh, 4.2%. This was back in November last year, but increased overall 6.3% from the previous year of December. And also want to talk about the, the average home values in Los Angeles, Long Beach, also Anaheim, that is hovering around that 900k mark, showing a 5% year-on-year increase. Yeah, I mean, uh, so in 2022, Los Angeles saw one of the sharpest declines in property value anywhere in the country. And just with the interest rates doubling, it took a shock to the market. Uh, the property values dropped over 12%, as almost 12.5% uh, from June of 2022 to December of 2022. Um, once everybody realized that the interest rates weren't going away, that the, the the new higher interest rates weren't going away, and that they had come down, they were almost at eight percent. That came down and back into the five percent range. It reinvigorated people to to go for it and and buy more properties. Also, around the same time, a lot more new construction homes have become available that were already in the works. And uh, those have actually sold at a premium. And uh, you haven't really seen those decrease in value in that same time. Uh, Builders offset their, kept the values up by incentivizing very large rate buy-downs. Now tell us a little bit about what's happening with investors, because a lot of investors, they're in different states, they engage with real estate companies, sight unseen, but of course there is so much of the data that is there and available. Many investors don't see the need to go in. Is there a case though, when talking to investors that are listening right now, is there a case? for being on the ground and doing your due diligence in person? What do you think? We always recommend it, um, or at the very least, having the support network. You don't necessarily need to be inside the property itself, um, but having the right inspectors 
um, having the right real estate agent will significantly assist you in making better decisions. Um, once again, you don't need to step foot inside of a property itself. However, if you have people you can trust that will help you with your due diligence, you won't need to, and you'll still be able to make a better decision. Cause if you don't, there's a huge chance, you know, something can be wrong. And in California with the higher construction costs, the already higher property values, mistakes can wash your entire profit margin. And what is the number one thing, Kevin, just before I let you go this morning, the number one thing that maybe you have the most concern about there in Los Angeles for the 2024 year? What What's the main thing that's really just in the back of your mind bubbling away that might come to the surface? I would say, you know, a lot of people are looking at the commission lawsuit and at the very least, I think it may change the way we do business. I'm not sure how much it will change. It's just going to change, you know, how people are represented and and stuff like that. What I'm seeing as the number one concern is actually the commercial property market. Office leasing is at a multi-decade low. These loans are coming due on these properties. Lenders are calling loans. So we're just seeing a almost like a 2008-like decrease in property value on office space and in some retail space in certain areas. Uh, so this, this is concerning because it could affect the liquidity market and money available for property purchases. So I'm keeping an eye on this this year and seeing how that plays out. Yeah, because that's really been a story of COVID, hasn't it, in terms of people just able to work from home. Of course, you've got people in different states connected to businesses where they're obviously clearly not going into the office, but there seems to be this attitude, this changing dynamic with employers that are saying, hey, you know, that was at a time during COVID. Now we would like to see you back in the office, but you know, there's so many people that are still resisting that whole notion of going back to the office. Absolutely. I've had clients who uh, work in the tech space and, you know, they were being called back in the office and guess what? They found another company to call home. So it's real. All right, Kevin, we'll leave it there. Great to catch up, find out what you have been doing on the West Side and uh, South Bay. Good luck for 2024. Look forward to chatting again soon. Likewise, my friend, you have a wonderful day. While we can't predict the future of the real estate market, we can provide you with insights on what's currently trending. It's powerful information at your fingertips on the U.S. Property Podcast. The problem with the people sitting on their interest rates, they're they're not wanting to move. Nobody can really blame them because given the, the way that the rates have gone up, Yeah, so we have a ton of inventory of sellers waiting for rates to come down so they can afford to get a house equal or better than what they have. What I always tell everybody is if you have to move due to a life circumstance or situation, that's when you move. Don't base it off of rates because right now uh, you're still able to possibly get concessions from a seller where if we dwindle to less inventory and more buyer demand based off of the rates, it's going to raise those premiums back up. And you really have to look at the math on a piece of paper and how much is that difference between that and the rate? If the rate was a couple hundred dollars more a month, how many years can you pay more on that payment and hope that you can refi later versus waiting and they also lose the appreciation that possibly could build on that home? From powerful and up-to-date news to professional real estate experts with the latest property trends, know your property with the U.S. Property Podcast. 